Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. On Hollywood Raw. Well, I saw Adam and I saw Dax, and I'm telling you what, it's me, Kato Kalen. Oh, I talk about so many things that are going on. I talk about my guest house key that I'm auctioning off to Adam. And also, I talk about the Playboy Mansion, the craziest thing I ever saw. Well, I saw half that he actually, uh, I'll save it. And of course, I, 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 I know so many of these OJ questions, and I answer everything they ask. It's me, Kato Kalen. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. What's up, Dax? What up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. We got a guest today on today's show that I am really excited for. It's someone where, unfortunately, I guess some people laughed at him, but because he, but I, I don't know. He was. It's Cato Kalin, and it's someone or some people. I, I don't know. I'm just so curious about this guy. I know what guy. you're saying because you're saying like he became the butt of a lot of people's jokes, but I I feel like he was so in on it with so much that he is the one at the end of the day laughing at everyone else because he's made himself a successful career. He's taken uh, a, a pretty shitty moment in life, and I feel like turned it around and made it a really profitable successful thing for himself yes over the last many many years real quick dax can you explain for some people who don't know who kato kalen is okay so let me finish that everyone knows who kato kalen is so let's move on <laughs> you know, yeah. um for for people who are younger listening to the podcast uh kato kalen was uh, a part of the most infamous trial in history which was the oj simpson murder case and uh, he, Cato uh, was staying in O.J. Simpson's house, or his guest house at the time, so he got wrapped into the, the whole case, was on the stand, uh, but basically he was like the hot young guy that everyone was talking about back then, like he made the stand and he had like blonde hair, like it, he was just a character instantly for the O.J. Simpson case, and everyone talked about him, um, and so again, uh, you know, for someone to cor- to correlate it to today's age, you know, if the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case, this would be uh, an ancillary character like Morgan Tremaine showing up on the... Uh, <laughs> no, it's not the- <laughs> Morgan Tremaine. It's not... Someone much uh, more tied in deep. Yeah. But nevertheless, someone who is tied into the case that went on sand, everyone talked about, and then you knew their name the next day. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a very unique person, and the whole story, he was with O.J. the night O.J. was murdered, and he was living in the guest house. I'm sorry, that Nicole Brown Simpson. Breaking news, O.J. was murdered. uh, That O.J. Simpson allegedly, uh, well, he didn't. No, because I think we can say he did it, because in the Goldman 
case he was found guilty. So I think you can still say he murdered him. It's a weird situation. Anyway, before we get to uh, our guy, Cato, we do a thing where if you leave a review, uh, we'll actually read your review live on the podcast as a way of just shouting you out for giving some love. It's the best thing you do to support this podcast. What you do is you go to podcast on the podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, wherever. But let's just say the spot of the the podcast app put in hollywood raw go all the way to the bottom app, you mean itunes go is that iTunes. what it is no i think it's like oh, the it's, podcast it's app. apple apple podcast is where you okay go. so go to apple podcast search hollywood raw podcast go all the way to the bottom when you get down there put five stars say a few kind words and when you do that we'll actually read your review live on air dax do you have a review ready for right now of course now? i got lots of reviews everyone's showering us with love lately all right let's go with this one uh this one's comes from kane the dane uh five stars fun and interesting podcast i heard these two on juicy scoop and decided to listen to their podcast i'm a new fan and follower they have a fun camaraderie and have interesting topics and gossip thank you very nice I thank agree you. with both of those comments. thank you kane the dane uh right, what's one more one Yep, let's go with K Johnston 14. Fun find, found you from Juicy Scoop, and I'm hooked. I have a two-hour commute, and I'm loving the binging your episodes from the beginning. Oh, well, thank you. You know what? Honestly, I love when people go back and listen to all of our old episodes because there's some great stuff that we did I would say before people really started listening to us, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, there was a good year, year and a half, two years. I don't know where we didn't have a big audience, but we were getting these crazy guests that no one else was getting. We had great conversations. And I feel like a lot of those were missed because we became a little more popular after we had already done those. So yeah, thank you for going back and listening to some of that old stuff. Yes. With that said, Dax, tell us about our guest today. All right, I guess today is an actor, radio personality, fellow podcaster, and a famous famous witness during the O.J. Simpson murder case. You know who we're talking about, Mr. Cato Kalin. Yes, Cato, thank you for coming on the Hollywood Raw podcast. Before we dive into everything, and we're gonna, we want to know everything, uh, I want to start off and get right to the point. I want to ask you, uh, uh, you know, flat out, when you pledged a frat, what was the craziest thing they made you do? Well, I, 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 I did, I did <laughs> pledge. Uh, I'm SAE, Phi Alpha, SAE. I just remember Hell Week was an entire week of no sleeping. I, I, I just remember getting so sick and just every day having diarrhea uh, just because I, I, it was awful. They did that, and uh, then they brought a, a bull's cock, and uh, the guys uh, pledging all had to eat bull's cock. Uh, no, no, nobody, right when it got to the mouth, the guys cut it, and we didn't have to eat it. This is this is a while ago. I think uh, pledging. Uh, actually, uh, file. I was SAE at Cal State Fullerton. That house got closed down. Yeah, because, Fullerton. Yeah, baby. Fullerton so alumni. that house that house got closed down because we were so rowdy. And the house next door was uh, they had the, the it was like a living. It was like the Playboy Mansion because it was Carl Karcher's son who owns Carl's Jr. And they had the yes. greatest house. They had every sort of everything amenity you could imagine: jacuzzi on the roof, everything. But uh, I just uh, I stayed with the SAE Phi Alpha. I'll show you the so secret. So, how close did later. the bull's cock? <laughs> how close did the bull's cock get to your mouth? Uh, the, the bull's cock was not even close, but two of the roommates were. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're just gonna single that yeah. one audio out, I, and everyone hey, will be no, listening to this I'm podcast. I'm heterosexual. I just got married. <laughs> 
Uh, Isn't it kidding. crazy the whole frat culture? Yeah. Like you, you pledge this frat, and you're like, all right, these be my brothers for life, and it's, and then all of a sudden you get, you're like, what, what the fuck was I thinking? I mean, it's just ridiculous what you do. Adam and Dax, I got to tell you, this is the best story. I came from Wisconsin. I moved in from Milwaukee, uh, and I drove. We drove all the way into California, a buddy of mine. So we pledged. We were living in someone's garage that was by the frat house. And in the garage, they didn't have a bathroom or anything. We went to a fraternity house. They let us shower. We said, hey, we'll pledge here. They've got a shower and a bathroom. And that's how it all happened. Then I became lifelong friends still to this day with everybody from the house. And, you know, on Instagram and on Facebook, we always stay in touch. That's great. The the camaraderie is amazing. What's with you living inside houses? I mean, come on. What's, I, what's the deal with this? Is this your thing? Listen, I live behind my own house now. Finally, I can afford my own couch. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a hide of it, but I can't find it. God damn it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love I, it. Yeah, yeah. So I live, uh, yeah. If things are, are, pretty, are pretty good. So I love where I live in a, in a small town called Toluca Lake. Please come by and oh, visit beautiful. everybody. beautiful. Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful in Tuluca Lake. That is a nice place to live. I, yeah. I stamp. I, I put my stamp of approval on it. Thank Good you very much. Good do, choice. Do you run into any celebrities in Tuluca Lake? Is there someone you oh, see often? It's uh, constantly. Uh, it's if you know the area. There's a Riverside Drive. You can walk up Riverside Drive, and I really. Honestly, this is not being cocky. I feel like Norm from Cheers because everybody says hi to me. And uh, uh, I see a lot Andy Garcia, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Steve Carell. It's uh, it's a really small community. See him at Trader Joe's or the Whole Foods or uh, a few of the bars. We have two of the best sushi restaurants, uh, Kobasu and Yuzu. I, I promote them because they are so delicious. Um, so there's it's it's a lot. I'm sort of an entertainment area. Uh, it's a... Uh, all within all within a mile, it's Disney, ABC, Universal, Warner Brothers, every record company, every um, God, who am I missing? Uh, CBS. Everything is so close by. And CBS about a two miles, and that's where I did the uh, Celebrity Big Brother, which kind of changed my life for the better. Well, I want to know. So you just said, you know, life is like Cheers, where everyone knows your name, but yeah. legit, everyone does know your name. What has it been like having? one of the most famous names in history, like legit, because you are a part of one of yeah. the biggest trials in history. What is that like? Well, I, hold on. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> come on in. I t- bring Madonna, bring Elvis, come on. Um, I, I think the name is just sort of sticks with everything. It's been my name uh, since second grade, really. It's Brian is the uh, Jeopardy question. Brian Cato Kalen and uh, um I, I think when I uh, saw myself on Beavis and Butthead, I said, I made it and I've made it. So I, I think it's uh, honestly, God, people, I, I travel a lot in, in uh, I was hosting this Comic Con for four years. Every time someone says my name, they, they come up to me and they go, I don't know why I smile every time I see you and I'm happy. And I, I honestly, it melts my heart because it makes me feel so good that if I'm, if I'm passing, you know, pay it forward with all positive energy, there's nothing else I want in life. And I'll say 98% of the people say that to me. And I meet thousands when I'm on the road, thousands of people at convention centers and everybody says the same thing. And I, I just, I laugh and I, I love it. So when you hand over your license and you're at the airport and maybe they don't recognize you right away because you've got your glasses on or whatever. And the second they like look at your passport, are you like, here we go? Uh, no, actually, uh, if I fly, I prefer the flying out of Burbank. Everybody knows me there. And they go, hey, no. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's great. You know, I, 
<laughs> I try to pack a gun just to you know break up the monotony. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you walk around, obviously you're you've been around. You know the f- case happened in '95. Have you had yeah. any run-ins with Marsha Clark or anyone from the case? As like I, you know, bumping just bump into him at a grocery store, or a restaurant. Have you ever seen anybody? No, I, I haven't. I I, I feel like uh, that part of my life is past and it's better. The only the person I I did a show with was Kim Goldman, who's wonderful, beautiful. Uh, you know, she lost, of course, her her brother, and she's. Uh, uh, she's just, she's got it together. She really is. And she, you know, she confronts it and she has to live with it. Uh, but it's uh, cathartic that I did her show because I didn't know where she stood. And, uh, you know, we hugged each other and em- embraced each other with, made me feel wonderful. And I, uh, but I, I stay away from anything sort of trial related. Th- things always come up because they had the uh, series that came out on FX sure. that won eight Emmys and uh, Billy Magnuson played me. So I was getting calls constantly not from Billy. He didn't. He didn't want to meet with me. But I, I, I talked to friends of his, and a few articles were written because he had his mind kind of made up of uh, what he wanted to portray me as. And, and by the way, well, how, how do you feel like? How do you feel like the portrayal was of uh, you well, on screen for FX? Well, I think that he, he made it to be uh, uh, Spicoli from Fast Times. I don't think he wanted mm-hmm. to change it and meet, so he had his mindset. I, I'm fine with that. I, I, I've been poked. Uh, people poke fun at me constantly, and I. You know, I, I think that I kind of have a good grasp of who I am and I can laugh at me and I know who I am and I'm not that guy. But that was the choice they made. And uh, look, at he was just in the last Bond film. He's a superstar and he played me. So mm-hmm. it, it could be worse. You know, <laughs> I, I could have had someone else play me like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> that is accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> whoa, whoa, that Rosie cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> so you know obviously that's, that's i'm glad you have the relationship with the goldman family has there's been even since obviously went down oj never contacted you correct no 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 there's been no interaction no, no contact no no interaction um i was trying to think of uh, uh people on twitter always kind of connect me to oj when he's on twitter i don't follow but people automatically will connect my name on there uh, or tag me or whatever but uh, actually, actually, no interest. And he's got a huge following. It's, I'm blown away. It's it's really shocking. Would, if you if you were in a restaurant and he walked in, would you be nervous about the interaction? Yeah, I, I would be. I, I would try to avoid the interaction. And I'll tell you, uh, first of all, because I don't want to see him. And secondly, mm-hmm. of, of people's reaction to that, of uh, them that, saying, it would. Um, it would it yeah, would I think, be interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think people. I, I think you know. Uh, that people can make a picture and put what they want in the byline and it could be just awful for a person for, for myself yeah. if they did something. Yeah. 100%. That could be, I can that could that. be a really uh, weird thing. But, but I got to tell you guys, I did do something on my, my podcast. One degree of scandalous. I just had the lead detective on uh, Tom Lang uh, it is, and I, I'm not saying this cause it's my podcast uh, with Tom Zenner. It was on the edge of your seat, interesting because he had he said there was five hundred different things of evidence that it was thrown out that he used. You know, Tom Lang also did the uh, Wonderland uh, murders. He was the detective on. He did um, uh, the Hillside Strangler. So this guy, it was just fascinating. And then he talked about the the OJ case. And you know, I haven't seen him, you know, twenty eight years or so. And it was, uh, God, once again, cathartic just to talk. And I, I met with all the detectives, and these guys really. They do their job over 150 highest 
um, besides police and detectives that worked on the Simpson case, never in the history of any cases have many, that many people worked on a case. Yeah. Now, I, I, do you do you get tired of talking about the OJ case? I, and I don't I, I mean, just because you're so involved in it and everyone knows your name for it, I got to imagine it comes up a lot. Do you get tired of it or you go, this is my life and this is how people know me. So I, I embrace it. Well, uh, Dax and Adam, I do. I, I guess you could say I embrace it. I'm aware of the questions. And if it was if it was you involved in it, I'm sure I would ask you. But I'm more than cordial. I don't have trouble talking about it. Uh, I think there's more to me, and there always was before, and there's more to me now. That they, uh, I think, when you after I say that, they find out what else is going on. And like I said, for four years I traveled as the host of a of a comic con, and for I just did a, a one with a show called Outlander. But everybody is. Just they, a they, show called Outlander. Come on, uh, that is a huge uh, show. Oh, Outlander stars. Yeah, I did that one in The Last Kingdom where they asked me to be the MC at this in Salem, Massachusetts. I've never been there where I was witch hunting. And um, uh, I, like I said, I'm honored because they saw me hosting the other stuff. So I think work begets work. And the more I do, the more people kind of forget about the OJ. But the OJ stuff is is part of my life. And um, yeah. I I think I, I, I deal with it in the correct way. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I mean, it's it's one of those cases where I hate to say there there was no winners. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just it was a terrible situation. But and you were just you were there. You were just around it, and it just so happened to be the one night you. Were, I guess you were staying at his. You were staying yeah. with him. There some there was a terrible event happened. How was? How yeah. did you ever get to stay in his house? Like how did? Well, it's. How'd that go well, down? I'm going to tell you that story, but one of our shows is I still have the guest house key, and we're going to auction that off. You guys? Oh, <laughs> that is so cool. I, I, I mean, the, not I cool, but key. cool. And it's yeah, it's I like a the, weird piece of memorabilia. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I've had this house guest key. I offered it to Larry King, and uh, Larry didn't want it. Uh, the late Larry King was great. Uh, but my involvement was I had a casting business back in the 90s with a great actor named Grant Kramer. Grant was uh, in... Um, uh, on General Hospital and a few feature films. The feature film that's a cult classic, I forgot, uh, Attack of the Killer Clowns. Anyways, we became friends. We did a uh, casting business, went to Aspen. I'm going to make it short. He, uh, uh, Nicole was divorced. They knew each other from celebrity skiing events. They hit it off and uh, became friends again. And I was the third wheel if they went on dates. So I was just the guy. And then Nicole, I was living in Hermosa Beach, said, I have a place here in on Gretna Green, not Bundy, on Gretna Green with a guest house. I said, oh, my God, it's a two-hour drive for me. Can I move in there? I'll pay. And sure enough, I paid, became friends with uh, the entire uh, – uh, Nicole, her family, the kids, Sydney and Justin. And I, I just remember I tell stories about the Kardashian girls where they, they were all friends. And I had the guest house, and uh, they would try to wake up Kato jumping on my bed. Wake up Kato. So I've known Kim for 20 – I knew Kim when she was that big, and that was just her ass. But seriously, <laughs> no. I, I, you tell her to haul ass. She makes two trips. I love you, Kim. So I grew up, I grew up with them, uh, that part, and Nicole was – wonderful her uh chris kardashian uh two other girls every morning they take their kids to school and every morning they go jogging uh, for at least an hour and uh uh, like i said they love life and have you run into any of the kardashians in the last couple years since they've become Uh, the biggest stars on the planet yeah i have i I saw them at an event or two uh courtney did say hi to me at one time and uh, that's probably the, the Uh, God, it has to be at least seven years ago. But 
like I said, I, I don't go on that part of town that much anymore. And uh, but uh, she was very kind and said hi and was laughing and we exchanged a story. So it was, it was you know, pretty cool. Yeah. And, oh, and actually, I saw Chris at uh, at uh, unfortunately at Alan Thicke's funeral. And uh, Alan was a friend. I did vacations with him. Uh, great man. So Chris was there. She was friends with uh, Tanya, his uh, widowed wife. So I saw her then. She was very kind to me, too. How much do you want this key to go for? You know, I how much do you expect it? Like, how much is it? Have you I, I'm sure you had to get it a little bit appraised. How much do you think that key is worth? Well, I the only people I got appraised from were, were people that uh, uh, appraise other things. And they said it was uh, 20,000 to start with. Wow. And I have I also have oh, this is morbid, but I, I emceed where uh, years ago in the 90s when I was really popular. I introduced the band's uh, Smashing Pumpkins with a group called Pantera. We shot a video, and uh, absolute laughs galore. It's on one uh, one of Pantera's uh, albums. They got me on their video. But Dimebag Daryl, I got a, at the, my door a made guitar in marble, Cato's name engraving Dimebag Daryl, and then he was killed on stage. So I was uh, – I'm these, these weird things, and I know Robert Blake from the mansion. Holy – I always tell people there should be a cardboard cutout of Cato at crime scenes. <laughs> just, just, it's like Cato Kalen, CSI. Okay, so Cato, where is the key to OJ's guest house right this moment? Where do you uh, have it? I, I already told people where I live. I shouldn't say <laughs> I, 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 I have a safety, safety deposit box. Safety deposit, safety box, deposit at, box at, at a bank. And is it is it labeled like OJ's guest house key? Well, I, I put the uh, uh, label on. It's just the uh, the key. But yeah, it's uh, so it's the key. <laughs> you know, and I also wow. thought a good idea, Adam and uh, Dax is uh, you know why not make some copies too? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I think I you know I'm on that that I've got that key app where I can get a key made at any uh, uh, Lowe's mm-hmm. and Home Depot. So there's different ways to go to do it. That's that's it. I even think that maybe even my house key where I live now, that might go for more or less. <laughs> how how was OJ's house? Was it a nice house? I mean, they, they get oh, your yeah. your place and then how their house was it a beautiful or what was the vibe like? Yeah, it was. First of all, anybody like I said, I, I came from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Everybody would love to live in a guest house. And not only a guest house of a, you know, let's face it, OJ was like the superstar. He was on NBC Sports at the time, commercials. He did on the board of 12 different companies. So my guest house was, you know, it had kitchen, it had the bathroom. It was, uh, I'd say, probably only uh, 900 square feet, but it was the guest house connected. And uh, it, was a, it was great. It was wonderful. And I, and I used to, back then, I used to run and run every day and I could run from his house all the way down to the beach and back. And, and, uh, it, w- it was the great amenities. And then I would work, I worked late hours casting and I, I'd be on the film sets wrangling extras at least till four to 5. AM. So it was, it was a really tough job to, uh, come home and, and try to rest and get ready for the next, you know, 18 day film. Uh, we do films that were sort of in the B level, but straight 18 days and their hours were outrageous. So I know they obviously demolished the old yeah. house that was standing where OJ lived, but have you been in the area? Have you driven down that street in the last, I, like, have, I don't know, ever? 
Well, how about if I told you that on May 21st, I got married and uh, the gentleman that we used his house was David Zucker, my friend who did Airplane, Naked Gun, Scary Movies, yeah. uh, Top Secret. So we got married at David's house, which is uh, right really close to the uh, old OJ house. So uh, I, as a matter of fact, the, the best part was during my wedding speech, I mentioned to David uh Thank you. It's good to have a friend that I can use a free house, but I'm more grateful that you didn't invite Nordberg. So <laughs> <laughs> Nordberg. What, OJ, OJ played Nordberg in Naked Gun. Was it, was it, how was it driving down the street though? Like, cause I, I'm honestly, assuming there's so question. many memories connected it, to this street, this house, this, it is your whole life. Goosebumps. And I'm not kidding you. I just driving and crossing over Bundy cross getting near Rockingham. Honestly, it was uh, a, a feeling comes over because it's part of my life, but, but there's a feeling of that just kind of comes over me for, uh, of, of gloom. And, uh, but there's joy because of what I did this, this May 21st. And so I look at it now as past and I can only make things really fantastic now. So I think that's where it's at. It's, I, I don't look at the I, honestly, you guys. I'm really about the light. I hate the dark, so I always try to be happy. So um, I look at it that way as to make it a, a feeling of enlightenment. I know I love that perspective because you can either look at the negative or go, "How do I convert this into a happy feeling?" And I think yeah. tying your your wedding and a, one of the happiest moments in your life and washing away the past, I think is it's great. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And uh, so that made it a lot easier. And to get and has the friends that were there, it was uh, it was the best. It was like I said, it was all positive. So now I look at Brentwood as a very positive. You what I like is that you, what I like is that you can make light of and I don't want to say the murders, not the murders, yeah, the make yeah. light of your role or your situation and how like you're making a joke at your wedding about staying in someone else's house. Like I, I yeah. like that when people can joke about that, like I hate when people are like, Nope, I don't want to talk about my past. I don't want to talk about what I have going on, but you make jokes out yeah. of it. And I really like that about you. And that's something that I've always appreciated about you in general. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, like I said, people do approach me. They ask me questions and all that. And I do, when I host, I do some comedy. I do a lot of hosting comedy clubs or whatever. So I have to, I'd be remiss about it. Tell people that are under 40, you know, Google me, you'll, you'll find out who I am. And, you know, I was the, uh, you know, witness and I had my own byline. I make fun of my, I never has a man done so little to be recognized by so many because I'm in on it too. <laughs> I, I really am. And I, you know, people say DCO, I've seen him on Twitter and I always say he's gained a lot of weight. I just, I remember a different time when it was only the glove that didn't fit. So <laughs> he's just. <laughs> a good joke. Kato, Kato, Kato. <laughs> Obviously, you know, you became a star during that time. I guess again, well, the case was in 95. I know you're married now, but at that time, were girls throwing themselves at you, you know, just to be with you? You, I mean, you were a good-looking guy. You still are. You had great hair. But were girls just <laughs> like, was it just wild for you with women during that time? It, honest, once again, not to sound cocky, y yes. And But then you realize that they're, they want to be with you for all the wrong reasons because they heard maybe a sound bite. They saw you in something. I, I was very selective, and I was very aware of how I could be burnt or how you can be sued or anything. So I thought I was pretty smart. I come from a very large family. I've got great friends that are still my friends today. So I was uh, 
I, I if I did, I could pick and choose. But yeah, women would do that. I, I would say they did the lift of shirts. It was uh, uh, if I wanted to sign something, they would offer it. But I, I never did. Never went there. But yeah, it was it was a, a publicist that I had was Lee Salters, and he had Michael Jackson and Frank Sinatra, and he said, Cato. I'm living this like Michael Jackson again with people coming to malls to see you and and you're like a Beatle. And I said, I love the Beatles. This is great. <laughs> so I, I was in on it. And I, I also knew famous fleeting. And look, at, I, I used to go to uh, screenings. I used to go to red carpet events before people knew who I was. I, I, I've had my SAG card for over 40 years. So I used to walk red carpets a lot, but they didn't know they knew me, you know, there's a guy. As soon as I became famous, everybody thought, oh, they, Cato's going to things because he thinks he can be the star. And I used to get beat up by that, but it was the same guy. But now everybody knew my face from TV. So yeah. uh, it was, uh, you know, I, the week before the murders happened, I've told the story many times, I tested for a film in 1994. And I was getting pretty good readings at the time, but I tested for <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, and I was reading Harry Lloyd, and my friend produced it, Aaron Meyerson, who's still my friend today. And I'll never forget that I got the script uh, three months before the film and uh, before Jim Carrey was attached. And I thought, this is hysterical. I would tell my friend, he goes, you got to be in it. So it, it didn't work out that way. I became a caricature uh, a week after, it became uh, a curiosity. So everything stopped in my life. Everything stopped. Yeah. But with, and obviously being tied to this case with a horrible yeah, situation, okay. but was it, do you feel that it was, I hate to say it's like profitable because people were coming to you and wanting interviews and wanting to do appearances and there's that other side of it that, yeah. that double it helps? Yeah, the yeah. double-edged double sword, 100%. And, uh, uh, but what, what, you know, the choice is what do you do? Do I become a, a, a sloth and don't work at all? So yeah. I said, if I work, I'm, I'm going to go and give it balls out, make it 100% mine. So I had a great radio show. You know, Howard Stern was on before me, and uh, uh, it was and it was successful to me. And people still come up and say, we loved you on your show. I had the fastest two hours in radio, I called it. And um, it, that turned into different shows. And all my relationships, I would start booking other jobs. So it's been steady, uh, not becoming a, a multimillionaire, but steady enough to buy a house and and um, I, I work hard at what I do. I swear to you guys, I, I'm never not hustling. So, Cato, if, if you had to do it all over again, would you stay in, his, in OJ's house? Uh, you, it, where I was in my life, knowing that he's not going to do what he's going to do? Or do you I, just, is it all? If you could do it all over again, would you take that key and stay in OJ's house to be a part of this, the biggest, one of the biggest crimes in history? Okay, so you're, I just want to make sure I answer this right. <laughs> you're saying, you're saying, that I know that he's going to do something, correct? Or are you saying that there's... I'm just saying whether you are Cato Kalin today that everyone knows your name or you are not Cato Kalin because your name wasn't a part of the OJ trial because you never stayed at his house. I, I think that what was going on in my life back then, I didn't need to live in that house. I think it was going to happen. I just, uh, I was rocking and rolling auditions and I yeah. think I, did, I didn't need to become famous for the wrong reason. I went backwards. I became famous for something that I'm, I wish I wasn't. 
And, mm-hmm. uh, but I also believe in, uh, I believe in God. So I don't know if everybody does, but I do. And I think you've got a blueprint in your life. And they said, Hey, Cato, this is going to be a great one. This is your blueprint. And, yeah. uh, I, I have to live by it. Right? And, and I just, I live with it and that's, it is my life and it's an interesting life. How was the paparazzi to you? Were you cool with them? Was it wild for the paparazzi during this whole time during your life? Well, I, what happened with the paparazzi was, uh, I think it's their job. They build you up and then they know when to take you down. I was aware of that. And I always, I always try to memorize names. I always was kind to the paparazzi because I know it could go really, you know, really bad. I was, uh, I hung out with Charlie Sheen at that time a lot. He's still my friend, but we, I mean, we were inseparable and I saw how they did it, uh, handle it with him. And I never met a guy who was so kind and charitable where I saw him giving to, to people. He said, don't say that I gave you for your husband's surgery. Don't say uh, this. And I, I, I learned from him all these tech, not even a technique. It's just from his heart. I think if you t- speak from your heart, the paparazzi can love you. And uh, that's, it's really about it. I, I always took time out to say hi because I yeah, look at, I just, be, I was yeah. just a regular guy. I wasn't, I didn't see like Cato as a celebrity. I just saw Cato as a regular guy. I just was in that, that moment and people knew who I was. Are there any big celebs? Because again, everyone knows the trial. Is there any big celebs that have ever like seen you at an award show or on the red carpet? They pull you aside. They're like, all right, let's talk. And there you can tell that they want to just debrief you for all your information. I always find that interesting. Who's a, who's a fan of just the trial as a whole. Um, I think I, when I do the, uh, I wrote or the comic con, I meet all the DC comics and Marvel actors and I, I go to the green room. I, I won't even say names, but I'm, I'm with the A-list people. Boy, they're, they're, they're so cool to me. They rarely bring it up. They wait to see if I would bring it up so they're comfortable. But I'm telling to the guys on the truth, they go, uh, they would just say, fuck, man, you're a cool guy. So, and I, that honestly makes me feel wonderful that they, you know, for what it's worth, it's just, uh, um, like I said, I, I got caught up in something. And if they, if they ask me, I have no problem, but I don't bring it up. And, um, so how was I, it I when Jason? I, how was it when Jason Momoa didn't ask but asked? Uh, Momoa is, was is great. <laughs> uh, Momoa is fantastic. I would just okay. go up to him and go, Jason, I'm a Pisces. How you doing? <laughs> Momoa was always he was great at our shows. Um, you know, I do have a story about uh, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. It's always cool. I played poker at his house a few times, but yeah, he wanted to find out everything, um, and uh, I had no problem talking to Donnie. I think he's great. So uh, you know. And I also love poker. So, <laughs> um, have you? When no, there uh, you go. <laughs> no, I, I, I listen. I, I love talking to you right now because I've never had this opportunity. It's really fun for me. What was you went to the Playboy Mansion? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. bunch. Yeah, I was on the uh, private list too, which is uh, when you have to get them invited to movie night. And you know, I'm one of the few people that said when Hef passed away that he's in a better place. I said. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what What was it like during the heyday of the Playboy Mansion? I went there, the, I think, once. And, I mean, I went for a, a normal party where the people, like, rent out. And there's, oh, yeah, these are, no, in the 90s. It's not the same, though. I want to know what it was no, really like. The greatest parties were in the 90s when it was Tobey Maguire, Leo Caprio, all the, the Wilson brothers, uh, um, Vince Vaughn. Um, the, the Midsummer Nights, that was the most fun. And in the 90s when Hef 
probably had that three, five year, three to five year of the best parties on Halloween, the best parties at the Midsummer Nights, uh, July 4th, um, the, the absolute best. So I, I had so much fun. I'm still very uh, uh, good friends with Crystal, uh, his widow. And um, I, I, honestly, I think back of those times of just laughing. And I used to go to the parties. It was just me and Bill Maher. And Bill and I were single at the time. And, and if I had a girlfriend, I always brought her. So I was not the dog at the party, but I laughed my ass off. I had so much fun laughing. That's so, what was the wildest thing you saw at the Playboy Mansion? Um, the wildest thing I saw at the Playboy Mansion? Oh, God. I was invited to a few of the uh, private bedroom parties I never took part of. So I'm not going to say I believe that there could have been cameras, though. Really? I wasn't in, so thank goodness, because years later, cameras caught people. <laughs> I can only imagine the library bank that uh, that yep. was in that house at the time. It must have been out of control. Uh, what, I just what hope the ca- I hope the cameras just added ten inches. Seriously, <laughs> guys, please. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the security like? Could people like could people sneak yeah. into these parties? Were they pretty legit? Like. How did they keep people I, out? Because these parties yeah, were so it was massive. Very high security. So I used to have the drive-on, which is impossible to get. But when that drive-on, uh, when it got a little bit too crazy, you had to park in uh, UCLA and there's a shuttle. But you go through three different parts of security to make sure you don't have the fake armband, uh, wristband. And um, then you went on the van. And then next thing you know, they checked you all in the van when you came off. So in order to get in the house, you, you went through at least three to four checkpoints. I, I did the drive on. I didn't realize it was a big deal. So yeah, look at me, I did a drive on. Nice. Woo! And then you pulled up in a Toyota, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know. Forget about it. Why don't you <laughs> park at the Denny's? Keep on going, yeah, sir. Get okay. out of here." Yeah. Um, you also did uh, Big Brother. You know who was on the season that you did Big Brother with? I, I was, when I did Big Brother, I was with the uh, who I met once before, but didn't become a great friend until the show was Tom Green, myself, uh, Ryan Lochte, who did Olympic swimmer. Um, Lolo Jones, Olympic sprinter, um, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, Braxton. Oh, I forgot her first name already. Tony Braxton. Uh, she won. Tony, it. Tamar- Tamara. Not Tony. Here's Tamara. 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 Tamara Braxton. Tamara. Tamara. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually Tamar. Tamar. Tamar and um, Ricky Williams, um, the football player. Yeah. Uh, Dina Lohan was a Dina Lohan cracking up every day. Uh, who am I forgetting? A world WWE wrestler. I can't think of her name. Um, anyway, I it's, yeah, it's you, you were on there with one oh, of the John, best Jonathan, casts ever. Yeah, Jonathan, um, uh, a host of a lot of TV shows. Uh, That's a good cast, like though. Yeah, it was a great. Honestly, it was a great. I lasted 21 days, and uh, I still am so mad at myself for. I knew the answer to a question, and I, I, my gut said do it, and I didn't do it, and then that was it. So Tom but Green, I, you, beca- I, you became good friends with because of that show, yeah? Yeah, who, Tom who, and I. Tom who and did I you least really click with? Who did you least click uh, with on there? Uh, Tamar. Tamar. Tamar, and uh, that was sort of my demise because she's the one that got he won and eventually got rid of me. So uh, if anybody, it was probably her. Now, you know, in hindsight, it's it's what it's it's a game. It, that that yeah. is what it is. It's a game. It's, yeah. it's all strategy. You gotta you gotta you gotta do that on on that show. Yeah, um, and, and and Kelly Call, the president of CBS, also Wisconsin. He went to Wisconsin Madison, and still to this day, we're, we're friends. And uh, it was so I didn't know him until then. Until they brought me in, and I was like, "Oh my!" Is 
office had nothing but Green Bay Packer, Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Badgers, uh, all sports memorabilia. We just start headbutting, and that was a done deal. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a sports, I'm a fanatic with my Wisconsin sports fanatic. Love it. Um, we want to, we do a little bit of a speed round and we just want to see like real quick, like the first thing that kind of comes to your mind. Is that cool? All right. I'm going to start first. Is that all right, Dax? All right. I'm going to go, uh, uh, who is the nicest celebrity? Uh, Bill Maher. Who is the funniest celebrity? Bill Maher. (laughs) Best looking in person male. Uh, Jason Momoa. Okay, best looking woman you've seen, celebrity. Um, the the one uh, she, she was at the Comic Cons too. She's the the vampire. The um, uh, no, no, the uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller. Skyler Geller. No, not not Beckinsale. Okay, Beckinsale. Okay, Beckinsale. Yeah, on the wolf. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I saw her in person. Yeah, yeah. she's like Unbelievable. an avatar. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. very so, pretty. That, that was, but my wife's a hottie, so I just want to say that first. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I take nothing amazing. away from your wife. We said yeah. celebrity. So, <laughs> um, angriest celebrity. Uh, Bill Maher. Most you know, awkward. I, I say that I say all this <laughs> stuff like because gets... I've been around him, and I see that he doesn't. When you're in his friendship clique, he's great. If you are on the outside, he could be mean, or you could <laughs> look at this. So I, I have a different uh, approach to kind of where Him. I'm at with all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. What's the most awkward celeb running you've had? Um. Oh, my most awkward. Jeez. And it could be you being. I I think honestly, not bringing up a tragedy, but I think seeing Chris uh, Kardashian at a at a funeral, uh, it was awkward, but it was it was still it turned out to be a very warm, and it was obviously a moment. So it was awkward because, uh, well, first of all, it was at a funeral of someone we both knew of uh, Alan Thicke. So, but and I haven't seen her since the trial of how Mm. someone can portray how do they feel about you you know when someone looks at you if they have a bad feeling or a good feeling but it was all good that's nice um the place most likely to run into a celebrity in la riverside drive toluca lake (laughs) it's it's a hidden (laughs) it's a hidden secret they're just what is it is it a restaurant what's there oh no the the street you just walk into the short uh half a mile and uh just just literally out for a walk more, more than Beverly Hills, just out in the walk because it's so low key. Oh, well, it used to be low key, Kato. Until the show, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the scariest celeb out there? Um, scariest celeb, meaning what? That they're going to kill someone? Is that, <laughs> what do you? Not necessarily. You mean? Bad. Sca- I just mean intimidating. Scary. Like, yeah, intimidating. That's a good word. Uh, well, you know, I traveled so many on the road with this. Um, I, I, I don't think it was uh, – I think you put it in your mind you can be intimidated. You know, I have to come back to the question because everybody was so cool. I think I'm more intimidated by the lawyers that represent them. <laughs> okay. That's- I sometimes, sometimes I just get intimidated by what a big star there. They could be the coolest person on the planet, but then, you know, Brad Pitt walks in and you're like, I can't talk because you're every, you're – I've seen you on TV my whole life. You know, I, there's that kind of intimidating too. Was Robert? Yeah. yeah well, uh, well but, sorry. Was Robert Shapiro or Johnny Cochran were they intimidating? 
Uh, no, no. Was, uh, Robert Shapiro, even during a break, asked me if I could give an autograph to his son because his son was said was a fan. So I don't know if that was a ploy to get me. But I was I was aware of everything, but I was more than kind to him. I was like, wow. Yeah. OK, cool. Sure. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really bizarre stuff, right? I mean, stuff that happened when you're, you know, I was at the court. I was waiting for my turn for two weeks sitting like in a little closet because I was always on hold. <laughs> and it was honestly yeah. the size the size of a closet. I, I think it was a closet. It just uh, was there. Sit there. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder if he it gave was, his. I wonder if he gave his son the autograph. Did you give him the autograph? Oh yeah, yeah I signed it right there. <laughs> yeah, his son was a big. He said, "Son, what, was what did great. you sign? A piece of paper? Was it a picture? What was it?" Uh, it was a uh, like a, a lawyer draft, a piece of uh, note paper. Oh, what do you make? Sign an NDA. So cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you did you color your hair, or was it naturally that color? Uh, the sun. I swim a lot, so the sun. It's it's naturally kind of a little bit lighter than Dax. Uh, probably a lot lighter, but it gets the summer. Forget it. That's not color. That's all sun. Doing emceeing golf events and swimming this morning. So it's uh. It's it becomes sort of green actually from chlorine. <laughs> I love it. Can, okay, hold on. I want you to tell me about Ice Wars. I saw you oh, yeah. are doing this this new show. Yeah, called it looks Ice awesome. Wars, which yeah. which by the way, if no one has seen it, Cato, do you have your preview preview clips up anywhere? Because yeah, Instagram. it looks awesome. It is. Okay, I have a friend of mine named Charlie Nama. He played hockey, uh, professional hockey. And uh, he's from Canada, and I've been friends with him for 20 years. So Charlie and I are always thinking of ideas, and Charlie came up with a concept of A brilliant hockey. concept. It is, it is beyond brilliant. And I saw I said, Charlie, this is, this is a 10-second pitch in a room. Everybody gets it. It's hockey players fighting on ice, MMA uh, boxing style with, uh, with uh, MMA gloves on skates, three rounds, one minute rounds each. We have four, uh, a round robin of fourteen fights. Someone becomes king of the rink, and they go, they go balls out because they want to win. It's nothing's fake. Everybody goes to a hockey game for the fight. This is no game. This is just right to the fight, and well, it's it, it's it real. We have referees. You, you mentioned they're in their like uniforms. Yeah, like it, it literally looks like the moment would, like you said, everyone goes to a hockey game because they want to see the fight. And so we've got rid of all the extra BS of hockey and just getting straight to the fights. It is so it, awesome. It is on my Instagram at Cato underscore Kalen. Just search it. But Ice Wars is on Instagram. Ice is war. And uh, all the fighters are on there. I'm promoting now. Chris Therian, who has uh, played 12 years at the Philadelphia Flyers, is the uh, announcer for this. We have a few other announcers. I'll go in and be man in the street, man in the stands, man also uh, when the fight's going on. AJ Galante, he's our president, who was in uh, Untold Crimes and Penalties, the number one doc on um, uh, Netflix. And his dad bought him a hockey team at age 17. It's the most incredible story. I recommend everybody watching that. So our team is uh, we have the best team put together um uh, ex-hockey players also hosting sheriff mcmurrow uh i could go on trying to think of all these names but it'll be august 6th is our next one it's a pay-per-view on fight f-i-t-e tv he did they did the tyson the jake paul fight tv.com like i said it's 1995 uh river creek casino in enoch edmonton alberta it's a, a sold out casino with uh, ticket masters we're selling it so our this will be our second one 
and we have Barstool Sports Love It. Pat McAfee's show, if you know Patty, his show is about 11 million people. He is gung-ho crazy. He said it's the best new sport. And if you read some of the tweets, people are going, what is this, the newest sport? This is insane. And it really is insane and insane fun. So It's kind of amazing. See- no one thought about this earlier because it's it's such a brilliant, like, duh concept. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we are, everyone oh. already loves the fights. But then you put people on ice where we're used to seeing fights. I mean – my it, hat is off to you guys for doing yeah, this. I love and it. It's it's really tough to skate and fight while you're getting your shirt, your jersey pulled off, and someone's punching you. I said, uh, if you guys on the on the podcast, I don't know if you want to put the clips up, but people will get it. And I'm telling you, they are punching. There's blood. We have doctors on the sidelines. And two of the last fights, May 21st, we had were two knockouts. And you fall hard onto the ice. Trust me. And I do want to mention you guys if I can. Uh, that was Charlie Nama created. It's uh, Ice Wars, August 6th. But our podcast, we talk about it too. It's one degree of scandalous. And we are going with Tom Zenner. Our stuff has been, I, I always, I've been approached to do a podcast forever. Mm-hmm. I said, ah, I don't know. I teamed up with the, the best guy to team up with. And we've had um, the get, we just had last week, I think you guys were going to talk about it or you did on one of your shows. You didn't really get into the uh, J-Lo and uh, Ben Affleck. But we had the, the uh, pastor that married them, and his stories are not just hilarious, but it's the whole – the way he went about it. I kept saying, did Ben pay with a Capital One card? <laughs> Sorry, Jen, <laughs> Jen Garner. And it was – he he had he had this high energy, and you could, you could understand why. Uh, he was one of those also great energy people. We had this uh, Benita Alexander, a producer from Dateline. She had a movie that came out on Discover called He Lied About Everything. It's the most fascinating story about this super surgeon. He lied about uh, – uh, he, he invented a uh, uh, stem cells that would make a trachea. And, and the story is it's so complicated, but he lied about everything, knowing the Pope, uh, Andrea Bocelli for their wedding, uh, the Clintons, um, uh, God, Oprah. So we have that. We I told you we had also uh, Tom Lang, the lead detective of O.J., Ariana Grande, when she licked donuts, the owner. Who doesn't like donuts? I could go on and on, but we're on Apple. Like you got Apple, Spotify, Podcast One, blah, 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 and, and YouTube. And I'm begging people to watch it. My link's in the bio. And it is, uh, you guys do your podcast. Don't you feel great? It's like, oh, I'm. The people are digging it. They just yeah. get it. No, it's fun. And honestly, like once you started talking about the lead investigator, you got me hooked. I, I'm going to go check out that episode yeah. on One Degree of Scandalous. 100%. It sounds fun. I Just even to hear you and him go back and forth and kind of reminisce to me is why I want to go listen to it. So I'm, just, I'm sure other people are going to want to check that out as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you like that, you'll love that we had uh, Conan uh, Nolan from NBC. I don't know if you know this, but you remember, everybody knows the Bronco chase, right? Sure. The, what are you talking Bron- about? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, not, <laughs> not, not John Elway. I'm talking about a different Bronco. So we, we have this, the, the actual iconic picture of the Bronco chase. There is a van in front that's taking the pictures. Well, that was Conan Nolan. He couldn't get an NBC van, so he just got like a carpet cleaning van or something. He's the guy on the phone with, uh, without knowing, taking all the pictures. It is the, He's on our show, too. It will blow you away of how it all happened. So, uh, like I said, it's 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 really great. And celebrity, we got Kevin Josephin from the Playboy Mansion, who used to cut Hef's hair. 
That's nice. fun. Those are you great guests. Some good stuff. Yeah, those on are there. cool. Those are yeah, fun people. It's yeah, it's great. It's a great time. Awesome. Well, Kato, thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media? What are your social media handles? Uh, everything's at Kato underscore Kalen. And people get my last name spelled wrong all the time. Don't you do it. K-A-E-L-I-N. It's Swiss. So anyways. A before E, guys. A before yeah, E. Remember K-A-E-L-I-N. That. It's Instagram. It's at Twitter. And uh, Facebook, uh, as much as I don't do it that much, but I'm on there too. Kato, you are great. Go Brewers. I really appreciate your time, bud. I listen, you guys, Dax and Adam, I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks a lot. And I, I pray you guys will come on our, the show, One Degree of Scandalous. I know you guys' stories. Promise. Oh, 100%. Oh, we got yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of stories. We'll be there, of course. We'll do it. I love you guys. Thanks so much for having me on the show. So great. I, I don't, I'm, I, Kato's great, man. I, it's, dude, I'm, I'm like speechless because I, I actually enjoyed that interview. So much more than, and I don't want to say thought I was going to, because I, I guess I didn't really think too much about it, but I actually really. Yeah, I, it was, it's, I don't know how to explain like why I was excited to have him on and he was great. And I thought he was interesting. He's, but it's, it's just unique in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, the OJ case was just happened in 95. It was just so yeah, that was big. big. That was the biggest but, case But, ever. Dax, like, we're kind of aging ourselves a little bit at, because there's going to be people who aren't no, familiar with this O.J. Simpson case. But, but that's what that's what I wanted to say is I want to say when people think like the Amber Heard and Johnny case was a big case, that is nothing. Nothing. Nothing compared to what O.J. was back in the day. The O.J. Simpson trial was the biggest thing on the freaking planet the the chasing down in the Bronco, the, the all the ancillary characters, like everything about it, it was so huge. That's why there's been numerous TV shows and documentaries, and I mean, there this man's name is was put into, unfortunately, infamy, just because of the court case that it was wrapped up with. But he became a household name from the O.J. Simpson trial. I mean, and just. Hearing the fact that he still has the key to the guest house, I'm sorry, that was my So wild. Make sure you check out the Hollywood Raw podcast on all social media platforms. We're on YouTube where we have a video portion of this show. We're also on Instagram. It's Hollywood Raw Pod, P-O-D. We're on Facebook. And Facebook, we have this private group where we actually talk dirt of what's going on behind the scenes and talk real smack where we can't put on the podcast. Who's setting up? paparazzi photos and who like is out there kind of manipulating the stuff that we can't talk about here so follow off the record that's how you'll find us on facebook sorry adam didn't mean no to good thank you appreciate that find me at adam glenn find dax holt at, at dax holtz and we'll see you guys next time and make sure you leave us a review we love you bye a media production